welcome back to the Ohio Right to Life Pro-Life podcast. My name is Lizzie Marbach and I'm the Director of Communications for Ohio Right to Life. And on today's episode, I am very excited to say that we are going to be speaking with Ohio's Secretary of State, Frank LaRose. Secretary LaRose just had a major announcement this morning break, and so we will be speaking more in depth about his announcement as well as issue one. Uh, I brought up issue one very briefly last week, and so I found it uh, important that we speak about it a little bit more in depth. And so Secretary LaRose will be really breaking down what issue one is and why it's important that every Ohioan goes out to vote yes on it this August 8th. So please continue to listen. Make sure that you give this video a thumbs up and hit subscribe if you have not. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the interview. I am so very honored to have our amazing Secretary of State here in Ohio joining us, Frank LaRose. And he is doing amazing things here in the state of Ohio, specifically for the fight for life. He also just had an amazing announcement this morning. Uh, so we're extremely honored to have him give us the time of day today to be speaking with us about this. So Secretary, thank you so much for joining us. And do you mind introducing yourself for our listeners, even though I'm sure everyone is already aware of who you are, um, but do you mind just taking a second, introducing yourself and letting us know the work that you do for Ohio? Yeah, Lizzie, thank you so much. And you're right, uh, the Ohio pro-life community uh, knows me well because I'm, I'm one of us, right? And, and, and been uh, a frequent visitor at a lot of Ohio Right to Life events and have a real strong pro-life voting record for my eight years in the state Senate. You know, the work I do now is to serve as Ohio's Secretary of State, where I keep our elections honest and I help people start new businesses. I love that job. And uh, we, we, we've worked really hard to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat in Ohio. And as you know, we're running a really important election right now. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes. But yeah, the big announcement that I made this morning, after a lot of prayer, after a lot of consideration, I announced that I'm running for the United States Senate. And the, the, the reason is clear. Uh, Ohio needs to have a senator who shares our values. Sherrod Brown does not. Not only when it comes to, of course, protecting innocent life. Uh, and I have a clear pro-life voting record, 100%. I'm the only candidate in this race that has a 100% pro-life voting record. I'm the only candidate that has a 100% pro-gun voting record, for that matter, or uh, a clear voting record when it comes to cutting taxes. I've, unlike other candidates running for this office, I've never voted to raise taxes. I'm somebody that's always worked to try to streamline uh, and, and cut down the size of government. But we have a lot of challenges that we face as a nation. Uh, we, we see chaos at the southern border. Uh, we, we, by the way, I have a, a experience with this. I served on the border. A lot of people may go do their photo op down there and pose in front of the border wall or whatever. I actually served on the U.S.-Mexican border as part of a counter-narcotics task force. We've got, uh, you know, rampant inflation where, where everything in life costs more and people aren't earning enough to keep up with that. We need to unleash free market principles to put our country back on the right track. And when it comes to parental rights, nobody knows better than me. I'm a father, I'm a fighter, uh, but I'm also a father, and I'm somebody that, that knows how important it is that parents are involved in the education and, for that matter, other decisions relating to our children. I refuse to co-parent with the government. Uh, my wife, Lauren, and I, we're going to raise our children with our values, and that's what I think a lot of other Ohioans want as well, and I'm the only candidate in this race 
who has school-aged children. And so this is something that's personal for me. And so that's why I've decided to launch a campaign. We need to defeat Sherrod Brown. There's only one battle-tested candidate in this race that has a history of winning statewide elections with really uh, record-breaking numbers, who knows how to not only unite the base of our party, but also uh, win a wide swath of Ohio voters' support as well. And I'm confident that I'm the one that can take it to Sherrod Brown, expose him for the fraud that he is, and defeat him next year so that we can take back the United States Senate. But we've got important work ahead of us right now. That's what I'll be working on over the next year and a half. But right now, it's crucial that Ohioans get out to vote yes on issue one. And that's what I'm spending my time crisscrossing the state, launching uh, groups of door knockers out there, knocking on door my, doors myself, talking to groups of people, and really helping to bat down some of these ugly lies that the left is telling about issue one and remind people how important it is to protect our Constitution by getting out and voting yes on issue one. So that's my focus right now. Awesome. Well, Secretary, congratulations. We are very excited for you here at Ohio Right to Life uh, to see your future and, and what this campaign brings for you. So congratulations again, and we look forward to, to seeing the campaign take off. Uh, like you mentioned, what's happening right now, obviously, is issue one. And issue one has been a very hot topic here in the state of Ohio. Uh, both sides are really trying to rally their troops to get people out to vote. And there's a, been a lot of misinformation around what issue one actually is. So do you mind just kind of taking a second to explain uh, the truth about issue one, what it is, and why it's so important that Ohioans get out to vote. Yeah, so the truth about issue one is that it is about protecting our Constitution. It's about elevating the threshold for passing a constitutional amendment, honestly, something that Ohio should have done many, many years ago, like many other states do. It's just too easy to amend our state constitution, and it leaves it open for abuse right now. We're out of state special interests that have millions of dollars can come into our state and try to get a you know, liberal uh, pet project done by really governing by constitutional amendment. We know that's not how government should work. Constitutions exist really for two reasons. Constitutions exist to establish the rules of how we govern our state, how a bill becomes a law, three branches of government, separation of powers. Constitutions also exist to enshrine fundamental rights things that we really broadly all agree on, the things that are enshrined in the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights, those things that we all kind of agree to live by, those are why we have constitutions. We don't have constitutions to do abortion amendments or casinos or marijuana or to change the standards for how farmers take care of livestock. Or I mean, There's all kinds of bad ideas that people have out there the next one that we'll be facing if we if we're not careful is a massive increase in Ohio's minimum wage that would just kill small businesses. There are groups gathering signatures right now as we speak to do a massive minimum wage increase in our constitution. None of that belongs in a constitution. You've seen me explain this like this too. The US Constitution, 7,000 words, it fits in your shirt pocket. It, we, I think we all have our pocket constitutions. I've got one that's a little dog-eared now that still says Sergeant LaRose on the cover because I had it when I was serving on active duty. The U.S. Constitution fits in your pocket because it's hard to amend. It can be amended. It has been amended 27 times, but it's not easy. And so as a result, it's about 7,000 words. And I would argue, as a person of faith, divinely inspired this document that has led our country through some really challenging times. Contrast that with our state constitution. 
It's not 7,000 words, it's 70,000 words. It's been amended close to 200 times and it's only getting worse. And if we don't wanna become California, right? We've all seen this where every year is proposition this and proposition that, and it's all these different sort of direct democracy propositions on the ballot in California. If we don't wanna become California and, and, and have our constitution changing every year, we need to vote yes on issue one. Now, you asked me to specifically respond to some of the misinformation that's out there. Lizzie, I have another word for it, and I'll let your viewers uh, look up what this means. There's a lot of BS out there as it relates to issue one, and, and, and the leftists and their out-of-state allies and their allies in the media are telling a lot of whoppers, a lot of big lies. One of them is that they're saying this is exclusively about abortion. Now, I'm pro-life, you're pro-life, I'm proud of my 100% pro-life voting record, and it is important that we protect Ohio's constitution from a dangerous, radical abortion amendment that they're proposing for this November. So that's one reason, but it's never been the only reason to pass this. In fact, to show you how uh, you know dishonest they are, they took a 10-minute speech I gave where I talked all about why issue one matters, not just to pro-lifers, but to gun rights advocates and business owners and farmers and really anybody that cares about good government. And I laid out the case about how it's about all of these other things. And then I also said, and yes, it's also about protecting our constitution from a radical pro-abortion amendment. Of course, that's the part they clipped out, that 10 seconds out of a 10 minute speech. And they're using my own words against me in ads that are running now, really not against me, but against Ohio out of context, completely dishonest. This is about anybody that wants to protect our constitution from a radical leftist agenda, including protecting our constitution against uh, this really dangerous pro-abortion amendment. But there's another lie that's being told right now. Even their name is dishonest. The organization advocating a no vote on issue one calls themselves one person, one vote. Well, what a nice slogan, good for a bumper sticker. Issue one, doesn't do any harm to the concept of one person, one vote. In fact, it strengthens it. It doesn't harm democracy or majority rule. In fact, it strengthens it. And so the no vote crowd that's telling people that this is about protecting democracy or about protecting one person, one vote, they're being completely dishonest because here's the fact. After Ohioans show up in massive numbers and vote yes on issue one, just like I am, just like I suspect you're doing, after we pass issue one, you will still have majority rule alive and well in Ohio because we know all power exists at the people. It's the citizens of Ohio that have the power. And so after issue one passes, the citizens can still change the law through what's called an initiated statute. And they can vote 50% plus one would pass an initiated statute. The citizens of Ohio can change the law through the referendum process, which is again, 50% plus one to take out a bad law that they don't like. And of course, the citizens of Ohio can work with our duly elected state legislature to change the law, which is really the best way to do it. And so all of those are ways where still through majority rule of 50% plus one, we can change the law. All issue one does is elevates a constitutional amendment to a level above that. It says this document is special. This is our founding document. You shouldn't be able to change it so easily. We're going to protect our constitution just like most other states have done by elevating the standards for how we pass a constitutional amendment. And it's important that we call those lies out. Yeah, absolutely. It's extremely important that we call the lies out. And one of the most recent lies, I would call it, um, is, is from the reporter Morgan Trow. Uh, she just recently accused I don't you know if you'd of- call her a reporter, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's a title. That's a that's a respected title. It means an objective journalist who tells the truth. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted. No, no, you're you're absolutely fine. And that just points out even clearer that she's very clearly making a biased claim against you, saying that you're giving preferential treatment to those who are supporting issue one and are trying to suppress the vote of those who are in opposition of issue one. So do you uh, just mind taking a second to kind of talk about the claim that she's making against you and what the actual truth is behind it? This is the height of foolishness, and I'm starting to think she may be on the payroll of the Ohio Democratic Party based on the way that she's conducted herself. Uh, Listen, when the state legislature changed the law last year, it wasn't by preference. One of the changes that they made is that they require absentee ballot requests be done on a certain form. I was fine with the old way of doing it, where if you had an old form or a new form, or you could even, you know, make your own form, as long as we got all the information, full name, date of birth, last four of the social address, you know, all those things, as long as we got all that information, we could send you an Epstein ballot form. Uh, But, you know, the new change that the state legislature made said it has to be on a form prescribed by the Secretary of State. I'm an executive office holder, not a legislator, so I execute the laws passed by our state legislature. So we're faithfully executing that law that says that if you request an absentee ballot, it's got to be on a form prescribed by the Secretary of State's office. I sent out guidance on this way back in February, telling the boards of elections, here's the current form. That's the one you should be using. And obviously, if somebody submits an absentee ballot request on the current form, we'll take it. But I'm also going to be reasonable and flexible about this. If somebody has an old form, if somebody has the form from 2018 or the form from back in 2017 or whatever else, for now, we'll still accept that form because it it still is a form prescribed by the Secretary of State. It's just not the current form. So we're trying to be reasonable about people uh, with with people about this. And so that's that's the guidance that we put out back in February. It is completely consistent with how we've been running things up till now. Recently, there was a newspaper in Cleveland that printed a form that wasn't the current form. It wasn't the old form. It wasn't a form that was ever prescribed by the Secretary of State's office. They kind of made up their own form, which used to be acceptable just just a year ago. And we're not able to accept those. And so we've made that clear. We're working with that newspaper. We've gotten them the right form so they can print it in their next week's publication. And the small number of voters that have turned in that invalid form We've, ho- we've had the Board of Elections reach out, reach out to them personally, pick up the phone and call them, email them, make sure that they can cast their ballot. Because again, whether you're on my side or another side is really irrelevant to me. We believe that uh, elections are about every valid, legally registered citizen being able to make their voice heard. And when I do my job as Secretary of State, I don't do it as a Republican or a Democrat. I do it with the referee's jersey on, right? We, we make sure that we run honest elections. And so the guidance that we put out in February is consistent. And the fact that, um, you know, that, that somebody with an ax to grind and a political agenda wants to try to spin some phony story about it doesn't change that. It's important for Ohioans, again, to know the truth about this. Absolutely. And uh, thank you so much for clarifying that, because I know that some honest Ohioans will see the story and be fooled by it. And so it's it's so important that we get the truth out there, that we dispel any of the lies that are coming out um, and that we're really screaming from the rooftops what actually is taking place here. And one of the things that you've done as Secretary of State um you have tried your your best to make it very easy to vote for Ohioans as well as very hard to cheat. And so could you just explain um, going into issue one, what 
pro-lifers, our supporters can do to go out there and, and vote yes on issue one? What are their options that they have from now until August 8th? Yeah. So first, you, you said easy to vote and hard to cheat. That's the slogan that we love at the Secretary of State's office because it quickly encapsulates what our mission is. And we do make it hard to cheat. We run honest elections. We remove deceased voters from the voter rolls. We make sure only citizens can be registered voters. We test every voting machine before each election. Those voting machines are never allowed to be connected to the Internet. We have a paper backup for every ballot. And of course, the results are tabulated electronically on election night. That's how we give you that rapid uh, result on election night. But then we go back three weeks later and we count the paper and we match them up. It's called redundancy, putting the two side by side and the paper version and the electronic version have to match. So Ohioans know that they can trust their process for voting, but it's also really easy to vote. And again, one of the lies the left tells is that somehow we are trying to suppress the vote. If that was my objective, I'm bad at it. And of course, it's not my objective. We, we want every vote to be counted and cast, and, and we want every voice to be heard. And we've had record-breaking elections during my tenure as Secretary of State. We've, we've, in fact, we've never seen such high voter turnout as we've seen during the years that I've been Secretary of State. That's something we're proud of. So let me talk about how easy it is to cast your ballot. In Ohio, you've got three great choices. They're all good. None of them are bad. One of, not one of them is sort of preferred over the other. And I want uh, especially your pro-life viewers like myself to know that it's okay to vote these ways. These are the ways that you can cast your ballot. Early voting is happening right now. And so if you want to, you can go down to your county board of elections during the convenient hours that exist for early voting. You can find all of those hours at our website, voteohio.gov. You can find out about the evening hours in the week leading up to election day. You can find out about the weekend hours on the week leading up to election day. In fact, even Sunday afternoon is an opportunity to vote that Sunday before the election. And so maybe maybe you go to church on Sunday morning like my family does. Maybe you go out for lunch afterwards with the kids like we do. And then maybe you go vote uh, on Sunday afternoon, that Sunday before election day. Uh, and cast your ballot that way. And if you vote early at the Board of Elections, it's going to feel a lot like voting at your polling location. They'll even give you an I voted sticker, and you'll know that your vo uh, voice was heard and your vote was cast. If you don't want to go vote in person at the Board of Elections, you can vote by mail. This is an easy way to do it in Ohio. And right now is the time to go to my website, voteohio.gov, print off the current form, as we were talking about, right there off the website, mail it into your Board of Elections, but do it right away because you don't want to be late with this and you want to make sure that it gets in. Uh, the cutoff is one week before the election, but you shouldn't wait till then. Get your absentee ballot request in now. The Board of Elections will then mail you an absentee ballot. You fill it out. You prove your identity using the last four of your social, your state driver's license number. They check your date of birth. They check your signature. So make sure to not do your grocery store signature like on the cash register. Just do your, 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 your legal signature on there because they'll look at it to make sure it matches the signature on file. And then when you mail in your absentee ballot, you can track it. You can simply go to my website, voteohio.gov track, just like you would track a package you order, and you can make sure that it gets to the Board of Elections and you can rest assured that your vote has been, has been received and that it'll be counted on election night. So that's one of the other great ways to vote. And then, of course, there's election day where the polls are open from 6.30 a.m. till 7.30 p.m. It's a convenient neighborhood location that you can go in. You won't have a line in most cases. It'll be real easy to get in and out and uh, probably only take a few minutes. So again, whether you choose early voting in person, whether you choose absentee voting by mail, or whether you choose in-person election day voting, they are all good choices. And so there's no excuse. It is easy 
easy to vote in Ohio. And let me emphasize this. This election, like many elections in Ohio, could come down to a small margin. And so every vote matters. Don't for a moment think that one vote, two voter, maybe your family's five or six votes won't make a difference. They really will make a difference. So please get out and vote. Encourage your friends to do it as well. And all the information you need is right there on our website, voteohio.gov. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will say, uh, me personally, since 2020, I have voted all three ways. I voted early in 2020. Uh, I voted on election day in 2021 on the special election. And then I uh, just requested my absentee ballot for issue one, and I just received it in the mail today. Um, so I can personally attest that all three ways are very easy. And I, I trust uh, that my vote is getting counted every single time that I cast my ballot here in Ohio. Obviously, um, you know, putting trust in our um, elections ha has been a question across the country for the past couple of years. But I will say as an Ohioan, I haven't had to ask that question. I have had full faith in our election process here in the state of Ohio. And a lot of that is because of the work that you have done, Secretary. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And uh, that's one thing that we don't have to carry as a burden as Ohioans is are our elections trustworthy? Because we know that we have a leader in that office that is making sure that they are. So thank you again for that. And uh, just to kind of switch gears and, and talk a little bit more about something that I personally admire um, with your career, Secretary, is, is that you have never really back down on the issue of life. And, and obviously right now, um, it's a very contentious issue. We see a lot of um, candidates for, for president right now or, or other offices that are afraid to even mention the topic, let alone stand strong on the topic when asked about it. But every time that uh, you have the opportunity to even bring it up, you don't even have to be asked about it. Uh, you'll bring it up on your own to stand strong as a pro-life warrior and somebody who really cares about this issue. And so how do you find the boldness and courage to do that? And, and why is this such an important issue for you? Well, first of all, like every aspect of my life, I'm strengthened by my faith, uh, and that informs everything I do, and I'm not afraid uh, to say that. I'm not afraid uh, to proclaim out loud that I'm a Christian, that I'm redeemed uh, by the, the grace of God only and by my uh, love and, 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 and faith in, in Jesus Christ. And that's something that it just informs every aspect of my life. And so, of course, um, my faith tells me that pro-life is the right stance to have, but it's also common sense. Think about this, government exists really at its most fundamental level to protect the vulnerable against the powerful, right? That's why we form governments in so many ways is to protect vulnerable, innocent life from powerful forces. And I can think of no greater example of that than protecting unborn life. And of course, the left is constantly on the march with this. Uh, they, they, they want to make it uh, as though it's some sort of sanitized thing about health choices and, 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 and that kind of thing. This is fundamentally about protecting a life. And of course, we're not just pro-birth, we're pro-life. That means that we believe in protecting innocent human life. And so, of course, that means that we're also pro-mother and protecting uh, women that, that are facing a, a very difficult moment in their life if they're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy. This is something that to me has to be approached with compassion. Uh, but we also need people that are bold, 
and uh, courageous when it comes to standing up for life. Because as we know, the world is going to criticize us. The world is going to shout at us in some cases. But uh, I'm, I'm proud of having stood up on the Senate floor and voted for the heartbeat bill, voted to defund Planned Parenthood. I'm proud of the bill that I sponsored that, uh, uh, that created protection for these precious Ohioans uh, who are diagnosed with Down syndrome. Uh, and my bill said that you can't uh, commit an abortion as a result of a Down syndrome diagnosis because we know that our brothers and sisters with 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 Down syndrome are every bit as worthy of a of a long and fulfilling life as as each and every one of us are and and so uh, these are things that are just core to to my being uh, and and who I am and 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 that is why I'm not afraid to say I'm a pro-life Ohioan and and proud to to fight for for the cause of life and to join all of you. Uh, in fighting for the cause of life. And, and it's something that, uh, again, speaking of, of what I'm working on for, for next year, we need pro-life champions in the U.S. Senate as well. Not just people that talk about it, but people that do it, people that live it. Uh, and I think that um, that I've clearly demonstrated that's who I am. Absolutely. Well, Secretary, thank you so much for joining us here today. Is there any final thoughts that you would like to share with us? Well, I tell you what, when you come to vote, you need to bring your photo ID. Remember that uh, the state legislature finally did something that uh, I've been calling on for many years, and that is including a mandatory photo ID. So bring your photo ID when you come to vote, but also bring a smile. And what I mean by that is thank our poll workers. These are half Republicans, half Democrats, all patriots doing this work. And so thank the men and women behind the counter, sitting there at the table, checking you into your polling location. Thank the people that give you your I voted sticker because they're working hard for us to run another free and fair election for Ohio. And that's something we can all be proud of. That's right. Yeah, no, they're working day in and day out and they, they're taking time out of their day to, to make sure that our elections are safe and sound. So absolutely agree with you there. Uh, Secretary, where are we able to find you and uh, keep up to date with all that you are doing? Uh, as I imagine, things will get much, much busier for you from here on out. Well, of course, uh, you're always welcome to join in the conversation on social media. I'm on all the different platforms. It's just at Frank LaRose, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, Facebook. Uh, and so find me on social media and feel free to weigh in on the conversation because a lot of times these very hateful loud voices from the left uh, tend to drown out the conversation there. We need more pro-life Ohioans to step up and speak out on social media as well. Don't be intimidated by them uh, because there's a lot more of us than there are of them. And so you should be proud to, to stand up and, and speak out. Uh, of course, uh, also, you can always reach out to me uh, at the Ohio Secretary of State website, and that's ohiosos.gov and voteohio.gov. And I look forward to hearing from you. And then my campaign website is just at Frank LaRose, at Frank LaRose. And of course, Sign up to be a volunteer, contact me via message on there, maybe even just maybe click that uh, donate button if that's something that you're interested in doing, but definitely keep me and my family in your prayers. That's the most important contribution that I could ever get is the prayers of my fellow Ohioans. A campaign is a long and arduous journey. It's a year and a half long job interview where every day I'm talking to my prospective employers and asking them to hire me for an important job. And so please do keep my, my family uh, and myself in, in your prayers. And, and I would say as Christians, we believe in, in praying for our opponents as well. So I would say pray for all the candidates that run for office uh, because it is a grueling experience for them 
uh, maybe not pray for them to win, but do pray for them uh, because it is a lot on, on their families and, and, and that kind of thing. And so uh, please do keep us in your prayers. Yes. And like you said, prayer is the most important thing. And I know personally that when someone is lifting me up in prayer, I can, I can feel the encouragement. I can absolutely feel the Holy Spirit lift my spirits and just bring me the encouragement and the strength that I need. So I can't imagine the strength that you will require uh, from now until 2024's election day, but we will definitely keep you in our prayer secretary. Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time. And again, congratulations. We look forward to seeing what this next year and a half has in store for you. Thank you so much, Lizzie. And thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. 